Hey, Eventfolio Voice family, welcome back. For this episode, I'm joined by two very special guests to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is nutrition. Now, not only did we get to talk about one of my favorite topics, but my guests for this episode were just top-notch. I was joined by Dr. Ellen Lowry and veterinary technician specialist in nutrition, Kara Burns. Now, if you didn't know, Dr. Lowry and Kara were hugely instrumental in the development of the Pet Therapeutic Nutrition Coach certification on Vetfolio. I've taken this certification and it's full of helpful tips to not only help us treat our patients more effectively through nutrition, but I've also found it extremely instrumental in client communication and being able to explain why I'm making the recommendations that I am and feeling confident that I'm current on the latest nutrition information in veterinary medicine. Okay, so I'm gonna stop there and tell you a little bit more about my guests so we can go ahead and get into this episode. Dr. Ellen Lowry is the director of the veterinary hospital and clinical professor in the College of Veterinary Medicine at Purdue University. She serves on the senior leadership team and leads the hospital in delivering the mission, vision, and goals of the hospital ensuring that Purdue University Hospital provides excellence in clinical care, clinical research, and clinical education, and an inclusive and engaging experience for students, house officers, faculty, and staff across the hospital. She also oversees completion of the new facilities for Purdue University Veterinary Hospital. Dr. Lowry was previously a professor of practice at Kansas State University, serving as graduate faculty in the School of Applied and Interdisciplinary Studies with ancillary faculty appointments in the departments of Diagnostic Medicine and Pathobiology and Public Health at Kansas State University College of Veterinary Medicine. Before joining the Kansas State University faculty, Dr. Lowry had a distinguished 23-year career at Hills Pet Nutrition and held a number of important leadership positions, including Director of U.S. Professional and Veterinary Affairs. An advocate for personal leadership and professional development, Dr. Lowry was a member of the Hills Veterinary Leadership Task Force, co-led establishment of the Hills Women Empowered Network, and served as a facilitator for the Fundamentals of Colgate Leadership Course. She also has experience in private veterinary practice and during her graduate program served as the university veterinarian for Kansas State University. Dr. Lowry currently serves as the director of the Veterinary Oral Health Council and is a board member and AVMA delegate for the American Association of Industry Veterinarians. She's also served as president of the American Veterinary Dental Society and on numerous boards, including the Kansas Veterinary Medical Association, the Partners for Healthy Pets, the Pet Nutrition Alliance, the Veterinary Innovation Council, the Mark Morris Institute, and Pride Veterinary Medical Community. She's an invited speaker on topics of dentistry, nutrition, and leadership. Dr. Lowry earned her doctorate in comparative pathology and her doctorate of veterinary medicine and her bachelor's degree in animal science from Kansas State University. She also has a master's of business administration in leadership and marketing from the University of Kansas. Kara Burns is a licensed veterinary technician with a master's degree in physiology and a master's degree in counseling psychology. She began her career in human medicine working as an emergency psychologist and as a poison specialist dealing with human and animal poisonings. Kara is the founder and past president of the Academy of Veterinary Nutrition Technicians. She teaches nutrition courses around the world. Kara is an independent nutritional and well-being consultant the Director of Veterinary Nurse Development for Wellhaven Pet Health, and is the Editor-in-Chief of Today's Veterinary Nurse. 
She's a member of many national, international, and state associations and holds positions on many boards within the profession. The American Academy of Veterinary Nutrition Executive Board, the Western Veterinary Conference Technician Education Manager, NAVDA Past President, former treasurer and board member of the Pride Veterinary Medical Community, current board member of Every Cat Health Foundation, formerly Wynn Feline Foundation. She was the first technician on the board of the American Association of Feline Practitioners and is the first technician to be president of the Pet Nutrition Alliance, to name a few. She's authored many articles, textbooks, and textbook chapters and is an internationally invited speaker focusing on topics of nutrition, leadership, and technician utilization. Ms. Burns has been featured on the cover of the Veterinary Technician Journal and the NAFTA Journal, and most recently has been featured in Pet Vet Magazine. She was named the North American Veterinary Conference slash VMX Technician Speaker of the Year in 2013, 2016, and in 2021. She was granted an honorary VTS in internal medicine in 2011, she was also granted an honorary VTS in dentistry in 2012. She's the 2010 NAVDA Veterinary Technician of the Year, as well as the 2011 Dr. Franklin Lowe Lecturer. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I am lucky enough to be sitting down with Kara Burns and Ellen Lowry and we're going to talk about a topic we can all get excited about, and that's nutrition. Yes. Yay. Yeah, we get very excited about <laughs> yeah. nutrition. Good, good. Well, thank you both so much for being here today. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So we heard your bios here in the intro um, and know a little bit about your backgrounds, but but let's get a little more personal. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and, and your passion for nutrition. Kara, go well, ahead. Well, I am Kara Burns. I am a licensed vet tech and a veterinary technician specialist in nutrition. And I love nutrition so much that when the specialties started coming out, I said, we have to have one for nutrition. So I'm the founder of the Academy of Veterinary Nutrition Technicians. And we have been around since 2010, so 13 years. I also I'm an independent nutritional consultant. Uh, I do a lot. Uh, basically, my life is nutrition. That's what I talk about. That's what I write about. I am also the editor-in-chief of Today's Veterinary Nurse, as well as the director of veterinary nursing for Wellhaven Pet Health, in addition to my consulting. That's impressive and explains why you are a very familiar face, both in the, the field of nutrition and, you know, in a lot of aspects of vet med. Yeah, I was also the past president, or I am a past president of NAFTA. So I've tried in my career to, uh, to get involved and to give back as much as possible. And anyone who knows me knows that nutrition is coming up at any moment. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm so excited we're here to talk about it today. I, I really enjoy talking about nutrition. So, Ellen, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Kara. She does love nutrition. I can attest to that. And so, so um, my interest in nutrition really stemmed, one, from the fact that I'm a veterinarian. And I do believe that nutrition is so important to to the health and welfare of animals, whether it's, you know, a large animal or a, or a companion animal. And I, in my senior year of veterinary school, I can remember Mark Morris coming and talking to us about nutrition, and it just um, really piqued my interest. I went on then to do a PhD in comparative pathobiology, and my area of focus was oral pathology. So really, dentistry is the area that I've been most involved with. But from that, I was recruited and, and hired into a position as a dental scientist for a pet food company for Hills Pet Nutrition. 
Huh. And so I worked for 10 years in R&D looking at the effect of pet foods and nutrition, primarily on oral health. But of course, you know, it, it's a big company with an emphasis on nutrition, wellness, and therapeutic, and just like the other pet food companies as well. And so that really, throughout that career, helped me to, to just become so passionate about the importance of nutrition. It really is the cornerstone of animal health. And, and so I'm happy to talk about nutrition at any time. And fortunately, um, Kara is too. And that's why we love to do these things together. Yep. So you guys are really speaking to my heart here because I, I really, I, I also get excited about nutrition. And if I'm putting a patient under anesthesia, it, was, it is almost always to do a dental procedure. So yep. <laughs> yes. that's yep. right. We used to always talk about, you know, if we were going to branch out and have our own little practice, yep. we focus on nutrition, behavior, and dentistry. Yes. Ah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, speaking of behavior, that's kind of a nice segue because I, you know, I, I recently was talking to somebody. I think I think a lot of it was focused around probiotics and things like that. And one of the things I heard was the influence of protein when it comes to behavior and protein levels and diets and prophylactic use of probiotics. And, and I feel like there's what feels to me some emerging information that's coming out. Would you guys agree that we're kind of reviving this this need for nutrition and making sure that we have this this really solid focus on our pet's nutrition? Yeah, I don't even know if we're reviving it. I think we are starting it. Wow. Um, yeah, because of I've been in the profession for a long time and I've been talking nutrition for a long time. And, you know, for the longest time, it it still had been pushed to the back burner in, in everyday practice. And now, to your point, I'm seeing finally, I wouldn't say that love, because that, that's me, I love nutrition, but <laughs> maybe a more of an acceptance of, yep, I think pet owners are interested in this. Let's delve deeper and see what nutrients play a role in, you know, in what conditions. And for me as a, as a veterinary nurse or veterinary technician, what I'm seeing is an embracement of nutrition as the fifth vital assessment. Sure. So now we're seeing more nutritional assessments. We still have a ways to go, but I'm excited to see that, you know, that, that passion coming from different members of the team and getting the entire team involved. Yeah, and I would just echo that. You know, I, I guess I'd take that a step further and say that we're really evolving. And when we think about what's happening in human nutrition, right, that's the beauty of science, right? You, you learn things, you discover more things, you uncover ways to diagnose and, and uncover different aspects. And from that, you learn and you grow. And sometimes it challenges our own paradigms, right, of, of where we've been and, and where we're going. And, and I think nutrition has really evolved from this just what you feed your pet to how important the nutritional profile is to the health of your pet. And we see that in ourselves and we see it, we see it in animals. So yeah, there's, you know, with, um, for example, predictive biology and, and nutrigenomics, that field where we're really seeing the influence of nutrients on gene expression and how that can, that can go so far to help an animal either stay very healthy or if, you know, they um, happen to succumb to a certain disease process, what we can do nutritionally to influence their quality of life and their longevity. So good that we're, we're starting down this road. And I was happy to hear you say that, that we're starting, because I was yeah. going, as I've learned this stuff here more recently, I'm like, have I been living under a rock? Like, have we, have we been talking about this the whole time? And I was just deaf to the conversation, so. I think it's a greater acceptance of it. Sure, yeah. I, I think the profession as a whole knows it's important. And as yeah. we say, it's the cornerstone of good health. But I think 
Right now, there's a, a greater acceptance by the profession as a whole. And the, the veterinarians, the veterinary nurses or technicians, all of us are, are seeing the importance. And therefore, I think we're seeing that bigger emphasis on nutrition. Yeah, like, like a lot of aspects of medicine, you know, think about the parallel in the human world. We can treat a lot of things, but what if we started earlier? Sure. You know, what if we started earlier on the preventive side of things and, and really got ourselves and clients, you know, invested in, wow, some of these diseases don't have to happen, right? right? If we can keep our animals healthy, keep their weight healthy, keep their mouths healthy, yeah. there's a, they, they would be so much more healthier throughout their life. And, and most of our clients would, would give anything to have a few more years with their pets, right? Isn't that the truth? And now we have some research to say that might be the case with yes. appropriate nutrition. Yeah, absolutely. 1.8 years. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking back to, I think it was 2019, when there was a lot of talk about nutritionally mediated dilated cardiomyopathy. Mm -hmm. And I know one thing that I heard, at least here and there, was, well, you know, veterinarians don't get that much nutrition education in school. Whether or not, you know, that's the case, can you speak to the importance of nutritional education for veterinarians, for technicians, and making sure the whole team has a really good nutritional foundation? Absolutely. I know that nutrition is taught in veterinary technology schools and, and veterinary schools. Maybe it isn't to the level that maybe some individuals feel that they need, but absolutely, we're in 2023 and so many clients are asking us questions and the team as a whole knows that, that they need to brush up maybe or delve into even more deeply nutrition and its role on not only well pets, but on different disease conditions. So I think my goal in life has to been to try to educate about nutrition. And we have, you know, the, the pet nutrition coach certification, the pet therapeutic nutrition coach certification program. But there's, there's also, you know, I see more and more at conferences, both veterinarians and veterinary technicians attending to, to really find out the latest. Nutrition is a huge, huge concept. And there are so many products out there that I think our teams, our, our colleagues think they have to know every single one. Yeah. And they don't. So it, I, I wanna take some of that overwhelmingness feeling that, that they might be feeling away. We, it all comes back to you know, the courses that they did have anatomy, physiology in both vet and vet tech school, because it comes down to how a nutrient plays a role in the physiology and metabolism of the cat or the dog or the horse or the bird. And, and they know, and I know that they know that. So long story short, I think they think they have to know every single answer. And I don't think any one of us has that. And so it's okay to say, you know, hey, I may have to uh, get back to you on that one. Um, but they have more knowledge than they think they do. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's really just so important because I think that with the explosion of technology and, of course, the Internet and information at your fingertips, and it can feel very overwhelming. And, frankly, the pet food market is a very lucrative business. And right. so a lot of companies have gotten into, well, we can formulate a pet food, right? That's It's very simple to formulate a pet food. But are you looking at the true nutritional content 
of the food? Are you using quality ingredients? Are you able to truly target the nutritional profile to the needs of the pet? That's a vast difference. Um, sure. And, you know, and it's hard for all of us. You know, if we're going to look for some piece of information, how do we ferret through all the information that's available at our fingertips, right, in an instant to what becomes the concise information that you can talk to a client, you know, in a short amount of time, right? So it does feel, because there are thousands of pet foods on the market. Right. And so it is difficult and they get overwhelmed. And so there's ways, we'll get into that in a little bit, I think, in in how you know you can help your team communicate um, with clients um, to help them understand what's best for their pets. The term imposter syndrome comes to mind (laughs) listening to this of like, but I don't know everything there is to know about nutrition. So it sounds like what you guys are saying is you don't have to know everything about nutrition. You know more than you think. I mean, to have these good conversations with clients and then there's a lot of resources out there for support. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that's a great point right there is is there are a lot of resources and and it's just like any other conversation that a veterinary healthcare team member practices and learns as they've got that experience in, in in the clinic is to, you know, how do you talk about flea and ticks? You know, how do you talk about internal parasites? How do you talk about what immunizations, you know, that your puppy or your kitten needs? And nutrition needs to just become a part of that. And as you do that, it, it becomes more simple, right? And, and so that's really one of the, one of the keys to just, uh, for example, you know, Kara mentioned the Pet Nutrition Coat Certification course. And, and that was the intent of that, was to bring education that the entire health team could use. Well, I'm glad that you said that because that was exactly where I wanted to go next. Let's talk about some resources that we can all get excited about. The nutrition certification courses on Vetfolio, PNCC and PTNCC, which you were both very involved in making. And I've taken them both in their excellent courses. Tell us a little bit more about what they are, what to expect, and what kind of goals maybe that we should have going into these courses of, of the kind of knowledge we should walk away with. Great question and thank you. Both of the coach certification programs are aimed at, as as Dr. Lowry said, everyone on the healthcare team because nutrition is a team sport and we all have to be comfortable with what knowledge we have and how we educate. Now the pet nutrition coach certification, the the first one, is your fundamentals about nutrition. So going back to school, right, and remembering, (laughs) oh, what are the six main nutrients, right, and and talking about those in depth, and also the business of pet nutrition, because we do have subject matter expert that, that talked about it's okay to talk revenue or business surrounding nutrition. Um, really surrounding anything in the hospital. Sure, sure. We've got to keep the doors open. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. And then the, uh, the pet therapeutic nutrition coach certification, we again have a great number of subject matter experts who looked at different disease conditions, but we, we didn't get into every single one, but we tried to focus on those that we see daily, maybe weekly, but most of us see them daily. And really what are the nutrients and how does that play a role in managing this certain disease condition? And then in both programs, we included communication tips for the healthcare team to talk to owners because of, to your point earlier, you know, we, we understand it's, it's tough. It's a tough conversation. There's a lot of information out there, but we know that veterinary team members have to feel confident talking to pet owners about nutrition. They know they should do it. We're trying to help them to do it. 
Yeah, and I'll just add to that. And we think about the first one, which focused on wellness, the foundations in wellness, and then PNCC two, which focused on you know therapeutic. But the intent was that it would that the content is delivered in a way to be valuable to the entire healthcare team. And so I would encourage veterinarians to take the wellness because there's a lot of foundational information there, but but it's, it's good to see it. It also helps reinforce the importance of a consistent message throughout your entire hospital. And that's that's so real, right? Right. So because we know sometimes clients get a little bit intimidated by the white coat. They prefer to talk to the veterinary technician. Sure. And so if the doctor and the technician are in sync and they understand the importance of the message that they're that they're talking about, and then it goes all the way to the reception team, right? You want when that animal is discharged and they ask a question to the receptionist, you want your, you know, your customer service representative saying the same thing. And but but not just because it's it's the message, it's the right message, right? Again, it comes from that why of, of why are we doing this? Because we wanna provide the absolute best care that we can for our patients because that's why we exist. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking uh, we had a, a technician in our practice who took PNCC and ended up feeling incredibly empowered afterwards. Good. And the conversations that she felt comfortable having with pet owners, the conversations I felt comfortable turning over to her afterwards, it was it was valuable in so many ways. I mean, she felt very empowered in her nutrition information. I felt, you know, I, I felt comfortable empowering her to do that. And, you know, of course it increased efficiencies and then we're opening a whole nother conversation about revenues and, and things like that. But, you know, a lot of value there. And like you said, having the whole team give the same message, be on the same page and have the right message. Yeah, yeah. It does lend very well to the, in, the profession-wide focus of increased utilization. Yeah. It's, it opens up, you know, veterinary nurse or veterinary technician consults and doing everything in nutrition that we as veterinary technicians, credentialed technicians can do that opens then up your time to do doctor things, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if, if it does pertain to a disease condition, of course we're going to be working together as right. a team. But again, we can carry that and you can do your doctor things. Yeah. Sure. We can all do the, the jobs that yes. you know, we're, we're, we're <laughs> right. meant to do. We're right. licensed right. to do. Right, yes. Yeah. And everybody wins, right? Yes. The, the yeah. hospital wins, the doctor, the technician, the veterinary assistant, a client, the patient. It's, it really is. It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. And that's what we tried to gear these, these yes. two. And, yeah. and, you know, we invited content experts, you know, specialists in the various fields to, uh, you know, write and deliver the content because, you know, it's not just mm -hmm. us. It, it's, right. a, you know, it's, a, it's a, a breadth of experts that are bringing their knowledge, their experience from both the technician and the clinician side to the education. Absolutely. So we've touched a little bit on the importance of oral health, which is kind of a passion point for me. I do a lot of dentistry. And I know that after taking the PTNCC course, it kind of changed my talk with owners. Like you said, you know, what feels good? What's that easy way that feels natural to you to communicate these concepts? And for me, it changed my rechecks from just, yep, the sutures look good, back to normal activity, they'll fall out eventually, everything's good, to, okay, what are we gonna do for the next year? What are we gonna focus on for oral health? Can you talk a little bit about how you feel these conversations can benefit healthy pets in those in those healthy exams and what kind of recommendations we can make to owners? Yeah, that's such a great question. It's so important because, you know, we know that 80 to 90 percent of dogs and cats when they become adults will have periodontal disease. Right. And so in 
the reality is 100% of our patients are at risk sure. for periodontal disease. And, and in our pets, you know, they don't typically go to their veterinarian twice a year, right? And then they don't brush their teeth every day in between. We have some great clients that so will do that. As much as we try to get them and to do that. Yes, <laughs> and that's fantastic. But but what happens, what we've seen is that is that a client will come in and bring their dog or their cat in, have a great periodontal procedure done, and then they're surprised when that plaque and tartar accumulates again and the gingivitis comes in and the bad breath comes in. And they're like, wait a minute. You know, you just fixed my dog's mouth, and here we are a week or two or six months later, and, and it's it's still, you know, it goes back to that, that pretreatment condition. That shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, right? Sure. Because if we just think about if we went to our dentist, our hygienist cleaned our teeth, and then we didn't do anything for six months... Oh, I shudder to think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so nobody would want to be around us, right? right? And But the, for some reason, that's what we expect is normal. Sure. That a once a year um, comprehensive oral health assessment and treatment, uh, right, will we'll keep our animal's mouth healthy. So, so home care, what the client is willing and able to do at home for their pet is where the, uh, that important conversation comes in. And again, that's a great conversation that the doctor can then you know, delegate over to the veterinary technician because that's their area. And they're going to talk about, you know, what's comfortable with you? What can you do? What are you willing to do? Combined with the clinician's recommendation of, of what that pet needs. Because brachycephalic breeds, for example, you know, crowded mouths, overlapping teeth, they're going to need a different or a more extensive amount of home care or type of home care, you know, than your typical Labrador, right? Nice, nice spaced, big mouth, you know, teeth spaced out. A very small dog, you know, like a poodle, is going to need more aggressive home care of some type. And it can be a multimodal approach, but it really depends on the professional team. You know, what fits that pet? What does that pet need? And then what is a client willing and able to do? Because it is client compliance and you can recommend the best home care, but if they don't do it, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to provide any benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Care, do you want to weigh in on that one too? No, I'm 100% in agreement. It, it is, again, a teammate and the veterinarian makes the recommendation and it's up to us to work with the client to see, you know, how that recommendation can play out. Because if, if we can't educate the owner and ensure that they, one, understand and two, accept, and by acceptance, I mean, are they willing and able to brush the teeth? Okay, no, that's, that's too much. So maybe we'll do a diet or a chew or something along those lines. By figuring out, working with the client to see what they can do and how that then supports the recommendation from the veterinarian, then we'll get compliance. And compliance, everyone wins, but most especially the, the pet. Absolutely. Well, and we're talking about it a lot from an oral health standpoint, because that was something that really impacted me. But Kara, I actually really loved your lecture on canine arthritis and some of the impacts that nutritional considerations can have for them. I, I learned a lot from it and it also kind of changed the way that I that I talk to owners and, and my understanding of things. So you're know, talking about benefiting healthy pets. I think there's just a lot of areas that can really be impacted. Oh, absolutely. And it starts with prevention. You know, I, I love to talk about osteoarthritis and how we can help to manage it because of the nutrients that are involved. But really, it goes back to, you know, the first puppy and kitten discussion and making sure that they understand nutrition. And we know they're going to treat. So how many treats are they going to give? Because, uh, because a chubby puppy 
becomes a chubby adult dog sure. who then develops or is very at very high risk to develop joint disease or osteoarthritis. So it really does come down to having those prevention discussions from the very first examination and then revisiting it every time they come in. So yeah, I could, I could talk about osteoarthritis and, or really any disease condition with nutrition because that's why I get so excited about nutrition. There are specialties, and I kid my, my colleagues in other specialties that, you know, they have the excitement and the blood spurting, you know, and <laughs> surgery. Right. And, you know, and I have like a zinc molecule, right? Yeah. And that's not fun. But why did I get into veterinary medicine? To help animals live longer. Mm -hmm. And nutrition, specific nutrients help to do that. So I, I love what I do. I love nutrition. And it's just so important that every member of the healthcare team is on board. Every pet, every time they come in should be having a nutritional assessment. And while I would agree with you that perhaps a zinc molecule is not quite as exciting <laughs> as blood splurting across the OR, it is exciting to have an option in addition to or apart from a, a pharmaceutical medication because, you know, of course we, we want to use these, but sometimes we have contraindications. We have pets where that doesn't make sense. You know, maybe the owner can't give a pill. There's compliance issues. So to be able to have an impact on the quality of life of both healthy pets and in different disease states by doing something that's, that's pretty darn safe, I think is really exciting. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is very yeah. exciting. And it also does, if you think about nutrition, I mean, we're all going to feed our pets every day. Sure. And so it's, it's a natural way to incorporate something that keeps the pet, either keeps them well or helps treat the whatever disease process they might they might have. And so, you know, I love the idea of of we keep kind of going back to the to the wellness and the preventive, which I think is so important because we want our, our technicians talking to our clients at those puppy and kitten visits, you know, about what's important for them and what's that transition going to look like? You know, what's going to look like after their pet is spayed or neutered? You know, can they stay on the same nutrition? Do they need a different? Do they need a lesser amount? What's their activity? There's so many aspects that we think are foundational, but they're so important for the client to hear those directly from the healthcare team. And we should be the ones giving those recommendations. You know, we should be helping them understand here are the, the basic things that, that are important for you to keep your pet healthy because then your, your pet's going to have a better life and a longer life. Absolutely. Everybody wins here. Yeah. And can I bounce off of that? Of course. So yes, we want to be talking to every client that comes in, but I think going back to, you know, do we know enough? The client comes in, they've read something on the internet or, you know, they've talked to someone at a pet store or uh, whatever it is. And, and I think many of my colleagues are like, oh, I don't, I don't want to deal with it because I don't know what to say. Sure. Right. But what I like to do is flip that script, right? They come in, they've done some research. And so for me, I get excited about that because it's telling me they want to know. They have questions. And when Ellen said that we should be the experts, we should be viewed as the experts in everything veterinary, right? So we should be the experts for veterinary nutrition. So when, you know, they come in, I like to, to listen to what they're asking and not cringe, you know, outwardly. Right, right. <laughs> really? You do that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and ask that question because it is, it is so important for us when we're talking nutrition to not put up our, our walls. We want to hear and we want to flip that script. And really, when I start a nutritional assessment, I'll say, you know, what are you feeding? But more importantly, why? 
You know, I want to know their why, because that's going to tell me a lot. You know, maybe they're feeding a vegetarian diet because it works for them. You know, maybe they're you know, third cousin has celiac disease and, and they think that that's something that exists in dogs or cats. So, you know, and then we can correct the misinformation or the misperceptions that are out there. But if we ask that why, I think we get a lot more information that helps us then educate them. Yeah. Rather than talking at them, you're listening to them and then coming to a, you know, a solution together. Because at the end of the day, they want what's best for their pet. Sure. And and so, but they may not know what's best. And so, but if you just automatically begin telling them right. what they should do, right. sometimes that, you know, that puts up a barrier and, and it makes them feel like they're not being listened to. So when we talk about, you know, client communication, it is. It, it's listening to, to why they're interested in a specific type of food for whatever reason. And then let's talk about what the best thing is or maybe some of the myths around those, you know, types of perceptions and what we can do together to help the pet be as healthy as possible. I love that you guys talked about that because this, this can be a an emotionally charged conversation for a lot of reasons. And so just kind of knowing that and accepting that going into it and be willing to have this conversation, knowing that it may be easy, but it may be tough and that's okay because that's just sometimes the nature of the conversation. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, I know our time is is coming to an end here, although I think we could sit here and just keep talking and yeah. talking and talking. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I will end with the last question here. What's one thing that you wish every veterinary professional knew about nutrition? I wish that they would know that it is not as difficult a conversation to have and that it is just as, as important as the other four vital assessments. And so we should be doing, obviously, temperature, pulse, respiration, taking a, doing a pain evaluation and doing an in-depth nutritional assessment because of nutrition, as we keep saying, is the cornerstone of good health. And so to find out really what is going on with, with that pet, we need to do a nutritional assessment every pet every time. So hashtag every pet every time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now I thought for sure she was going to say, I want them to know that nutrition is fun. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it's another good one too. We can add that one in. Um, I guess that's for the healthcare team is to let them know that, right? Because it's, it's interesting that, again, there are so many myths and misperceptions available out there. And, and I think for the healthcare team, it's, it's, it's really embracing that, that nutrition is a fundamental and we, we can all do the fundamentals really well, right? We don't all have to be specialists in, in specific areas and, and do life-saving measures. Nutrition is life-saving. But, you know, if, if you do the common things uncommonly well, right, that's what makes a difference. I love that. I love that. <laughs> you guys are so insightful. Like I said, I could just sit here and, and keep chatting. But this has been fantastic. And, you know, I hope it makes everyone listening feel encouraged and empowered to learn more about nutrition and have those conversations. And, and like you said, we understand that we know more than we think we do. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much yeah, for being so here. Much thank you so much for having you. us. Well, I don't know about you, but this podcast left me with a renewed excitement for nutrition education for myself and for my clients. Dr. Lowry, Kara, thank you so much for joining me and thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. I hope you'll check out the Pet Therapeutic Nutrition Coach certification on Vetfolio for more education. For more episodes like this, click on the education tab on the Vetfolio website. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this talk as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear from us in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. 
You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day.